Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. There is no Adam. There is no Jake. It is just me for this Tuesday edition. And, of course, I recorded the NFL Draft mailbag yesterday on Monday. If you haven't listened to that one, definitely go check that out. We answered all of, well, most of our listener questions and they gave me some very, very good feedback on what I have to be doing research for and, and asking around for. So thank you very much to our listeners for for doing that and taking the time to do that. On today's episode, we mentioned, or I mentioned yesterday, that I had done my first legit draft order on Sunday. And I figured, you know what? We haven't done one of these yet. And we weren't going to do one of these until after the draft, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a mock draft. We're just going to do it. And we're going to do a pre-NFL draft mock draft. And I think, I think in a way these, these are important because you're able to then see what you have before and then at the end what happens after the fact. So I think right now, is a good time to just kind of go in and, and, and assess things, look at how everything is shaping up, and we can go ahead and build a team based on everything that is pre-NFL draft. Now, what I will say is in approximately less than three weeks, this team could be completely different. There could be a lot of different things that, that, that change when going into the post-NFL draft world and getting into, finally getting into the whole swing of legit fantasy and looking at everything that has shaped up post-NFL draft. And really, we're in this position for a matter of about two months until uh, training camps open in in mid-July. So I'm excited. I'm excited to do one of these. This is legitimately my first mock draft that I've done. Um, I will be doing probably about 500 more of these over the course of the next four or five months, but there's no better place where I would rather start and to do it on the podcast with all of you. So the way that we're going to do this is I mentioned on Sunday that I got the seventh in a 10 man and I also threw in there that the thing that I want to do with this team is I want this to be a zero RB team. So we're going to do a mock draft that is from the seventh spot, number one, and then number two, zero RB. And we're going to see how this team looks because there are a couple things that I think before we get into the mock draft that I want to point out and just really, really talk about uh, zero RB in the context of this year and looking ahead as to the the possibilities that you that you could have if you decide to go the zero rb route and that is just looking at the running backs that are going to be there when you can legitimately start the push to go zero rb in rounds 5 or or, or 6 so with where we're starting at the seventh spot, the one thing that I want to mention is 
Travis Kelsey is going to get serious consideration at 7th overall. This is also in full PPR, so I think that's just a good idea to, to preface that. This is in full PPR, so Travis Kelsey does have a significant value. In in full, he he's got significant value in every format, no matter how way you, no matter which way you want to look at it. So Travis Kelsey is definitely going to get consideration at seven. We'll talk about that in a minute. But going back to the running backs and looking at you know who we could potentially start a team around with the running back group, you know, looking at guys like James Conner, looking at Tyler Algier, looking at Alvin Kamara, looking at Isaiah Pacheco, uh, looking at a Khalil Herbert, a James Cook. Those are the kind of guys that we're, we're sort of thinking about that we could potentially be starting a zero RB team around and also fully committing to just having a ridiculous receiving core. Now, what I also want to mention is this is starting three receivers. So this is where zero RB is going to be most effective is when you have those three starting receiver spots. So ideally, you want to go either if you if you can't get Kelsey for whatever reason, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is just a reminder: if you can't get Kelsey, or if you can't can't get Andrews, or in a lesser extent, if you can't get Hawkinson in, in round three, sure. If you can't get any one of those guys, and you need to kind of just roll with the receiver heavy format, then. The three receiver setup is is absolutely for you, and and you know because we'll see as this draft goes on, this mock goes on, who we're able to get with the first three picks. If we do go Kelsey, or if we don't go Kelsey, maybe what, maybe what we kind of what we kind of do is maybe we go the first three picks, we go receiver, and then we see what we could potentially have. But then go back and then take Kelsey. I think we'd do that. By the way, this is on Fantasy Pros. So a big thank you to Fantasy Pros. I am a member of the uh, Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus. So, of course, uh, if you go onto Fantasy Pros and you click on any player under the sun, then go to Rankings and you will see the list of experts and where uh, where they where they are on certain players. My name will be under there. It'll just be under Ed Birdsall. So easy enough. You can click on the link. And you can see all of my rankings in PPR, half PPR, standard, uh, IDP, Dynasty, Mock Draft, Best Ball, Prospect, Devi, uh, Superflex, everything under the sun. It will be there for you. That is all on Fantasy Pros. And we'll be using their Draft Wizard platform for this mock draft. So a big thank you to Fantasy Pros. Go check them out. Uh, they are a wonderful, wonderful platform uh, that really, really help. Uh, help us in the fantasy community. So, enough babbling on and on and on and on. <clears throat> Let's get into the mock. So, just a quick overview. This is PPR scoring. A snake draft, seventh pick in a 10-man league with one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one flex, one tight end, a defense a kicker. Actually, you know what? No, we'll take we'll take the defense and the kicker out because they don't really mean anything at this point in this, uh, this point of the draft process. And then seventh, uh, seven bench spots. So overall, we will be making eight, nine, eleven, fourteen. We're making fifteen picks in this mock. So let's get right into the mock. So we are on the clock, 
And, okay, so the first couple of picks, if I can get this up. Uh, da, 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 da. If they could give me the, uh, they can give me who was picked, that would just be awesome. But it's not, it's not popping up. That is quite annoying. Uh, oh, okay. All right, so we got it. So um, it's just not in any particular order. I don't know why this is not uh, working for the for the draft log. You have to for, forgive me for this one. Um, but uh, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Justin Jefferson, Josh Jacobs were all selected. So we are on the clock. And we are looking at potentially Kenneth Walker. We are looking at Travis Kelsey. We are looking at Jamar Chase. And we are looking at Cooper Cup. Uh, well, we, we mentioned this before. and I'm, gonna, I'm mentioning this again. Um, the plan for this mock draft was to go 0RB. And that is exactly what we're going to do. So uh, Travis Kelsey is looking nice. Kenneth Walker is not going to be the, the selection here. Um, unfortunately, even though, even though I, I, I don't, I don't mind, uh, Kenneth Walker all, all that much, um, just for the sake of this exercise, of course, we will be doing, um, we will be doing zero RB. So I want to take the receivers first. It stinks that we couldn't get Justin Jefferson. That, that really does stink. Um, so what I think we're going to do is we're going to take. Travis Kelsey here. We're gonna take Kelsey, and then oh okay, it, it did it did pop up. Huh, okay, that was weird. Uh, so after we went with Kelsey at seven, we then saw Cooper Cup go off the board at one eight. Kenneth Walker go off the board at one nine. Derrick Henry go off the board at one ten. Jamar Chase went at the 2-1. Nick Chubb went at the 2-2. Stephon Diggs went at the 2-3. We are on the clock here. And we're looking at the possibility with the, with fully embracing 0-RB. We're looking at, obviously, the running backs that are here are, are very appealing. Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is here. Brees Hall is here. But if we're looking at the receivers that are, that are on the board, uh, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, A.J. Brown could get really funky and go Mark Andrews and just have Mark Andrews with, with Travis Kelsey. That would be very, very interesting to see how that team would pan out. Uh, maybe that'll be for another another mock draft. Maybe we, we go ahead and we, and we try that. But I am going to go and take Tyreek Hill. He is my uh, top-ranked player on the board right now. In my ranks, if I could just pull those up, uh, Tyreek Hill in my ranks, I have him at 12th overall. And he is my wide receiver four. So that seems to be the guy that I would flock to. And I know that I think if anybody were to be taking Tyreek Hill to 2-4 at pick 14 overall, I think there would be a lot of people out there that would just bite your hand off for that. So we are going to go with Tyreek Hill and continuing to embrace 0RB. Oh, man, that stinks. So... Catching you up on what has gone down. Tony Pollard went at the 2-5. Travis Etienne went at the 2-6. CeeDee Lamb went at the 2-7. Joe Mixon went at the 2-8. Devontae Adams at the 2-9. Dalvin Cook at the 2-10. 
DeAndre Swift at the 3-1, Ramondre Stevenson at the 3-2, Amon Ross St. Brown at the 3-3, that really stinks, Mark Andrews at the 3-4, I, I tell you what, Mark Andrews in the third round, like if you're telling me that Lamar Jackson is definitely going back there, which by the way, I do think he is, uh, based on the whole Odell situation, and, and I mentioned this on the mailbag show yesterday, uh, definitely go check that out if you haven't heard it, uh, but we did talk about the Odell situation yesterday, and... I am now fully in the camp. I think Lamar Jackson is going back to Baltimore. I think that they just have a have a deal worked out. And it's just a matter of uh, crossing some T's and dotting some I's. That's not inside information or anything. That's that's just more of a hunch. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson at the three five, and then Garrett Wilson at the three six. I really wanted to have one of Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson. Uh, that does kind of stink, um, but that is okay because now we're on the clock. And again, continuing to roll with zero RB, continuing to embrace the the pass catchers here. And AJ Brown is here. Jalen Waddle is here. Uh, T Higgins is here. Uh, for me, it's the it's the first guy that I mentioned. It's AJ Brown. AJ Brown in the middle of round three to pair pair him up with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, uh, that that's quite nice. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take AJ Brown. 27th overall. T. Higgins went right after A.J. Brown. Jalen Waddle then went went at the 3-9. Brees Hall then closes out round 3 at the 3-10. Najee Harris at the 4-1. Chris Godwin at the 4-2. Debo Samuel at the 4-3. And we are on the clock here at the 4-4. So uh, we're not done with fully embracing the zero RB strat. There was a lot more uh, room to go. And there are two guys here that I am actively considering. Um, if we're looking at who's available, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, uh, Devonta Smith. Th- those are all nice guys that you could, that you could potentially uh, have if you're going uh, if you're going just full zero RB. Um, but there are two guys here that I'm actively considering. It is DK Metcalf and it is Chris Olave. And if we're going off of my ranks in full... I have Chris Olave as my wide receiver 12 right now, and DK Metcalf as my wide receiver 14. So based off of that, I will be going and I will be taking Chris Olave at the 4-4. And if we just check up on the team right now, we have started off Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, and Travis Kelsey. That's a great-looking start. And you could continue to really build on the Zero RB team if you really want to because there is something that I want to do that we are going to do with this with this next pick, and I will explain this in a minute. But first, after I chose Chris Olave, uh, the 4-5 was Aaron Jones. The 4-6 was DeMonta Smith. The 4-7 was DK Metcalf. 4-8, Amari Cooper. 4-9, Keenan Allen. 410, Josh Allen, the wall of Allen, closing out round four. And then in round five, Michael Pittman at the 5-1. DeAndre Hopkins was up after Pittman. Damian Pierce at the 5-3. Javante Williams at the 5-4. I tell you what, Javante Williams at the 5-4. That's really not that bad. That's that's not bad at all. I actually, I actually kind of like that. DJ Moore at the 5-5, and then Drake London at the 5-6. We are on the clock here. Um so again. We're at the point in the draft where if you're drafting a zero RB team, right, you have your spots filled. You have your – if you're just running through your checklist, 
You want to have your elite tight end, you got it. You want to have uh, very solid receiving options, you got it with Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave. Good. Good to go there. <clears throat> there are a couple things that, that we could do. At this point, you could abandon 0RB and you could go and take your first running back. And, and the running backs that are available, if we're looking at the best available players, is kind of the guys that you know we've been looking at is uh, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, James Conner, David Montgomery, Rashad White. There are great running back options that are available right now. Great options. Which is why I'm not looking in the running back direction. Now what you could do is you could continue to shore up in your pass catching options. And some of the guys that we have available right now, we have George Kittle's available, but if you're going to double up on that elite tight end, you, you go Kelsey and Andrews, but even then... That that is just that, that's just not worth it. It's it's, it's, a, it's a total waste of resources. I wouldn't do that. Uh, we have Mike Williams, we have Tyler Lockett, we have Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Christian Watson, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, to name a few. Here is the direction that I think I'm going to go, and the way this team is constructed, I did this on purpose. Because I wanted to see if I could pull it off, and I did. We're in a position where Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts have not been selected as of yet. So now this opens up the possibility where if you do get both Kelsey and A.J. Brown in your full 0RB, you're still 0RB. I've not selected a single running back yet. But if you're still in this position and you don't have a running back now, this then allows you to go for a stack. And whichever stack we want is 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 gravy. If we want to have Mahomes and Kelsey, we're able to get it. If we want Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, we're able to get it. This is this is just textbook of how a zero RB team is just taken to the absolute max. Because you have Two of the best stacks in fantasy football that we can go and choose. Whichever one we want. Um, with that, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to choose Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts. I know this it might be a little bit like, oh, he's, take, he's taking Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts who runs a lot, blah, 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 blah. But the possibility of going with a Mahomes-Kelsey stack is, I mean, that, that, that's, that's so tasty. It, it really is. And I talk about it all the time. If you have the opportunity to get Mahomes and Kelsey in a stack, you do it. You absolutely do it. So we are going to be going with Patrick Mahomes at the 5-7. And then after Mahomes, it was Alvin Kamara, Jalen Hurts, then at the 5-9. Christian Kirk at the 5'10", then in round 6, Joe Burrow at the 6'1", Mike Williams at the 6'2", James Conner at the 6'3". We are up now in round 6. Now, this could be the opportunity where you abandon your 0RB and take your first running back. Because if we're looking at the running backs here, Dobbins is still here, Cam Akers is still here, Miles Sanders is still here. I love Miles Sanders. And I think that's the direction that I'm I'm considering uh, going here. But then also, I, hmm. I'm also looking at the potential of taking a 
Terry McLaurin. No, we're, we're no, we're gonna, we're gonna. This is where we abandon. This is where we abandon ship. So, let's just let's just regroup, and let's just review the team that we have so far. So, I took Travis Kelsey in round one, Tyree Kill in round two, AJ Brown in round three, Chris Olave in round four, Patrick Mahomes in round five. We're in round six right now. I have not selected a single running back. This is where I think we abandon that ship, and we take our first running back. And we go ahead and we take Miles Sanders and we take the chance and hope that coming back around, it's a, it's a long run here, that coming back around we will still have the opportunity to take either Cam Akers, Tyler Algier, or J.K. Dobbins. I don't think we will, um, but we can absolutely give it a go and see what we get if that is going to be a possibility so okay so at the 6-5 was Justin Fields at the 6-6 was Tyler Lockett at the 6-7 was the aforementioned J.K. Dobbins at the 6-8 was Kyle Pitts the 6-9 nice was Terry McLaurin the 6'10 was Traylon Burks. In round seven, George Kittle led us off. Seventh round for George Kittle is great. Uh, 7'2, Dallas Goddard. 7'3, Mike Evans. 7'4, Jerry Judy. 7'5, Deontay Johnson. And 7'6 was Christian Watson. That really stinks because I probably would have taken Christian Watson. Um, but we are on the clock here, and Cam Akers is still here. David Montgomery is still here. Isaiah Pacheco is still here. Tyler Algier is still here. We're going to go ahead and we are going to draft Cam Akers. So Cam Akers is on the team and we are just hoping and praying that Algier, Pacheco are going to be here uh, in the in the next turn of picks. Uh, so after Cam Akers, the 7-7, it was Lamar Jackson, 7-8. Brandon Ayuk at the 7-9. Darren Waller closes out round 7. Top of round 8. Hollywood Brown, Rashad White at the 8-2, and Cortland Sutton at the 8-3. We are on the clock at the 8-4, and won't you look at here. Algier, Pacheco, Montgomery are all in the building. Now, what I want to say... Before we go any further, I just want to check this for a second um, because I haven't seen him. Okay, so the one thing that I want to point out with, with doing the mocks now, and this is one of the things that's going to change over the course of the next two or three weeks, is Bijan Robinson is here. And Bijan Robinson, for people that are projecting right now and don't know where he is, but they're updating their ranks like he's a professional professional player. Bijan Robinson is, is basically a top 15 running back. So in 2 weeks, Bijan Robinson will be a top 3 round pick in these in these mocks. So I am not going to be taking Bijan Robinson, but that is also a possibility um to consider for drafters is you know, Bijan Robinson is that's a name, that is someone that is going to have a ton of fantasy value. But for the sake of this exercise, I'm not going to be pulling Bijan Robinson out of my ass and saying, oh, yeah, that's a guy I'm going to take right now. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So we now have Montgomery, Algier, 
and Pacheco. If I look at my ranks at these three put together, James Cook is also interesting. Khalil Herbert is a little bit interesting. But if I put all of these together, I have Algier at 24. I have Pacheco at 26. I have Montgomery at 27. So going off of the ranks, I'm going to be selecting Tyler Algier with this pick. So now, George Pickens went at the 8-5. Then Justin Herbert followed him. Trevor Lawrence and then Dak Prescott, a run of quarterbacks here in round 8 with Deshaun Watson following him up. Four quarterbacks in a row. Then Brandon Cooks closes out the round in the 8-10 position. Calvin Ridley at the 9-1. David Montgomery at the 9-2. Darnell Mooney the 9-3. Isaiah Pacheco, 9-04. A.J. Dillon, 9-05. And Rashad Bateman at the 9-06. We are on the clock again. And just keeping everyone up to date with the team. We have Patrick Mahomes, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, Travis Kelsey, and Tyler Algier. Um, we are on the clock here, and there are two guys that I'm currently going back and forth over. It is James Cook, or it is Khalil Herbert. Uh, I'm going with the better offense here, um, and I, I do like both of them. Um, I'll be very interested to reassess their fantasy stocks in two weeks to see who is coming out better after the draft, because I think these, these guys definitely have uh, some rising potential as to where they could go. I mean, we could be talking about round nine being super, super cheap from where they potentially could rise to over the course of the next couple of weeks. But I'm going to go and I'm going to take James Cook here. Um, better offense. I trust James Cook to get the ball a, li- a little bit more. And I'm not as worried about Josh Allen stealing some rushing touchdowns like I am about Justin Fields. So um, I am going to be going with James Cook. And, and by the way, people maybe just roll their eyes. Uh, they're both It's both a concern for both of them. But I, I just think that James Cook will have more opportunities to score than, uh, than Khalil Herbert will at the end of the day. But uh, that is neither here nor there. Leonard Fournette went at the 9-8. Juju Smith-Schuster went at the 9-9. Michael Thomas went at the 9-10. Yeah, no thanks. Brian Robinson at the 1001, Gabe Davis at 1002, and then Elijah Gimme Gimme More at the 1003. We are on the clock again, and we didn't really have to make the decision before because Khalil Herbert is still here. And yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I think that is the move is to go Khalil Herbert. Uh, there's also Jahan Dotson here, Jacoby Myers, Antonio Gibson, Jamal Williams, but uh, Rashad Penny is also here, and that's uh, that's uh, an interesting little swing. But I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna go with Khalil Herbert, and I got the two guys that I was uh, debating on before. So overall, it is a win-win. Uh, Bijan Robinson went went at the ten-five again. Uh, Bijan Robinson will not be available in the tenth round of any draft, and if he is, um, your league is just clearly not paying attention to anything. I'm just letting you know right now. Because there's no drafter under the sun that is going to be passing on Bijan Robinson nine times. Jahan Dotson at the ten six, Alexander Madison at the ten seven, Jacoby Myers the ten eight, Antonio Gibson ten oh nine, and then Rondell Moore at the ten ten. In round 11, Elijah Mitchell, 
Jamison Williams at the 11.02, Jared McKinnon at the 11.03, Kirk Cousins, Damian Harris, and then Kadarius Toney. We are on the clock once again, and I think this is where we could go Rashad Penny, because I do like him uh, a, a little bit, and we could close out the, the the running backs. And here's, here's the thing also that I think people need to understand as well, is if you're going with a zero RB team like this, and you are so stacked receiver, you're so stacked at tight end if you do it the right way and get that elite option at the tight end position, you don't have to go and, and, and draft five receivers like for most weeks you're not going to be having to make a decision as to who you're starting at your wide receiver one wide receiver two wide receiver three and your tight end spot so you could very easily i don't want to say forget about that spot but you don't have to you don't have to emphasize it uh as much when you have the options that at least we have on this team like i'm not I'm not actively thinking about going and drafting uh, a receiver unless I absolutely have to with Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave all here. And then drafting a backup tight end at this, at this junction uh, juncture is a, is a moot point when you have Travis Kelsey, who is going to be starting for you every single week come hell or high water. So uh, at this point now, it really is just taking dart throws at the running back position and hoping you're going to take one and, and, and it's going to hit. Um but for right now, I, I'm I'm loving Rashad Penny. He's the right now he's the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that is the direction that I'm going to go. That is going to be the dart throw that I choose to go ahead and take. So I'm going to go with Rashad Penny in the 11th round. At the 11-8, we had Hunter Renfro. The 11-9, we have Zay Jones, Al Lazard at the 11-10 to close out round 11. Evan Ingram in round 12, Pat Fryermuth at 12.02, and then Dalton Schultz at 12.03. We are on the clock once again, um, and then this is where I'm going to take another dart throw at the running back position. Both Miami guys are here. Uh, Kenny Gainwell is also, is also interesting, but I'm going to take the dart throw on Jamal Williams here. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, I am going to go and and take that shot and see what we can hit on with him. And just looking at the amount of running backs that I have, um, I have seven running backs right now. So uh, in most most ESPN leagues, that is the uh, limit. In standard leagues, I believe it's the same. Uh, NFL, Yahoo, and uh, CBS believe that is the that's the number you are you are allowed to have so that's just kind of the number that we're going to sit on we'll touch on uh, touch on uh what the team is looking like in just a minute um at the 12-5 we have david and joku 12-6 tua tungavailoa 12-7 kareem hunt 12-8 we have jared goff the 12-9 we have cole Komet. And then closing out round 12, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then in round 13, Devin Singletary, Cordell Patterson at the 13-2, Ezekiel Elliott at the 13-3, Nico Collins at the 13-4, Jeff Wilson at the 13-5, and then Raheem Mostert at the 13-6. We're on the clock once again. Um, and now it's just really taking uh, taking backup players at this point, finding guys who are who are remotely interesting, taking chances, 
and hoping things are going to stick. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to draft Adam Thielen uh, in the th- in the 13th round. I think with a rookie quarterback, he could be interesting in the spot in, in full point PPR. He could be a little bit interesting. So we take Adam Thielen. Chase Edmonds at 13-8. Kenny Gainwell, 13-9. Samaj P. Ryan to close out round 13. Then K.J. Osborne at the start of round 14. Jameer Gibbs at the 14-2. Then Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the 14-3. Just going to continue to take dart throws and hope they stick. I'm going to go with a young player here. I'm going to go with Sky Moore at the 14-4. And then we have Greg Dolchich at the 14-5. Tyler Boyd, the 14-6, Deonta Foreman at the 14-7, DJ Chark, Daniel Jones, and Dawson Knox to close out round 14. Wandale Robinson, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett, Michael Gallup, Chase Claypool, and Geno Smith are your selections in round 15. And we are on the clock here. And I am going to go ahead and once again, I'm going to take another stab in the dark. Uh, someone who has gotten a lot of a lot of hype. Over the course of this pre-draft po- process, I'm going to go with Rashid Shahid, a little deep sleeper, um, in round 15. Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, and Kyler Murray close out this draft, and we get an A- minus for this team. And let's just read it out, let's digest it, and then let's talk about it. So... Patrick Mahomes, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Algier, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams, Adam Thielen, Sky Moore, and Rashid Shaheed. This is a great team. I, I, I like this a whole heck of a lot. Um, just looking at the way this team was constructed, it's like it's like I've talked about throughout this entire entire off season when when pressed about zero RB. Now what I what I could have done, what I could have absolutely done differently, is I could have not taken Patrick Mahomes in round five. I could have very easily passed on Mahomes. I could have started my running back room there with potentially um, Alvin Kamara or James Conner, two guys that went in between my picks in round five and then my pick in round six. That's something I could have done differently. I could have absolutely taken a Christian Kirk or Mike Williams to have another pass catcher starting for me in my flex position. Absolutely could have done that. That's, That's not a... That's not a problem at all. But I'm also looking at this round 6 to round 12 range. I took a running back in every single round after that. And I think for the people out there who believe that you don't want to tip your hand as to what you might be drafting or what you might be targeting to teams that are around you, this could be the one of those moments where you're just kind of like, I don't know if I love that because you're you're definitely going um, seven picks in a row where you're going running back, and you know th- I understand that I completely I completely and totally understand that, but I think when you 
when you already have Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, Chris Olave on your team, I don't know. Then you could be put the combo in of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. They can try and block you all they want. They could try and block you. They could try and do whatever. But at the end of the at the end of the day, this is a team that I am absolutely in love with. And I really, really hope that I could draft something very similar to this team when it comes time for draft day. I mean, this is this is a really good team. Like, I'm really, really, really liking this. I'm really liking this team. Um, it's a shame this is not a real draft because I would play this out and I would have a lot of fun um, with this team. Just looking at some of the other teams uh, to see if we can get a gauge as to maybe what some of the other 0RB teams look like, if there are any. Uh, let's see here. Yes, there, there are two. Okay. So let's just look at these two 0RB setups and what they did. So this is at fourth overalls where they took Justin Jefferson. They then took CeeDee Lamb. Then they took Mark Andrews in the third round. And then took DK Metcalf. So they're starting out Jefferson, Lamb, Andrews, Metcalf before they took a running back in round five with Javante Williams and then a running back in round six with J.K. Dobbins. That's a great team. That that that, that is a really, really great team. They did they did the same thing that we did, only they ended up taking that running back around earlier than we did when we opted to go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes. That's a great team. That's a, that's a really great team. I like that. I like that a whole lot. And then if you're going down the list of who else they took, uh, Jerry Judy, Trevor Lawrence, Isaiah Pacheco, Alexander Madison, Kirk Cousins, Kareem Hunt, Nico Collins, Deonta Foreman, Michael Gallup. That's what I'm talking about with the, with the, with those running backs. They're all home run swings. Outside, you have your steady guys with Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins. Got that. But then you have Isaiah Pacheco, who's going into going into his second year, and looks like that he is now the entrenched guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. Alexander Madison, who could be the RB one for the Minnesota Vikings if Dalvin Cook gets traded, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and in, in in Kirk Cousins. Granted, Kirk Cousins is the backup on this team to to Trevor Lawrence. But then who knows where Kareem Hunt goes, and and who knows what, what where Kareem Hunt is physically right now? After reports came out that Kareem Hunt may be a little slow. Uh, physically, but we'll have to wait and see and, and see where he signs and then uh, look at him on the field and, and you know then make that determination. Uh, Nico Collins is fine. Deonta Foreman is very interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, he is the uh, the yin to the Khalil Herbert manager's yang. Um, so if you're a Khalil Herbert manager, root for Khalil. If you're a Deonta Foreman manager, root for Deonta Foreman. Or if you're just smart, you know, just just draft both of them. And then Michael Gallup is fine. He's in he's in a good offense. He should get he should get uh, somewhere in the range of 60, 65 catches and, and and be and be okay. That might be on the high end, 60, 60, 65 catches. But uh, beggars can't be choosers. And then there was another zero RB team here somewhere. Yes, there was. <clears throat> so then this team went. Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel fully embraced it. Flat out embraced zero RB and but did not take that elite tight end. But this is another way you can absolutely do it. And it when it hits, it hits. And this hit. Uh then he took Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Lamar Jackson, Cortland Sutton. Great. Great. I I I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Um, I, I probably would have been, would have said that this person could have definitely eased off on taking the receivers because then he after Cortland Sutton he went Leonard Fournette then Elijah Moore then Hunter Renfro. I, I would have just kept going on on running backs at that point and just t- just take your dart throws, take your shots and hope one of them is going to stick. Um, but then Dalton Schultz, Chase Edmonds, who I find a little bit interesting, Chase Edmonds, he'll he'll pro- he'll probably be annoying. Uh, to any Rashad White manager, but he's he's interesting nonetheless. Clyde Edwards-Alaire really isn't that interesting. Uh, Zach Ertz could be interesting, maybe, maybe not. Eh, not really. He's kind of boring. He's kind of boring, isn't he? But really, it's it's the start that really I want to talk about. It is that Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel start. Holy crap! Like and and this this could have been even better. Like, if he were to just take T. Higgins, swap him out for Jalen Waddle, who I believe I have Jalen Waddle higher than uh, T. Higgins in my ranks, unless unless I'm, I'm smoking something funny. Uh, yeah, I do. I have Jalen Waddle two spots higher than than T. Higgins. I have Jalen Waddle also higher than, than Olave, but in this draft, I did take Tyreek Hill, obviously, and I was not going to be taking both both Miami receivers. So Chris Olave was the was the next best option there. And then of course when I did have the chance to take Jalen Waddle, I took AJ Brown, who AJ Brown is a top ten receiver for me right now. Um but uh none, nonetheless, that team could have been crazy. But it still it still is crazy. Even 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 with even with T. Higgins. I mean, those these those four are all gr- in great situations. They're all gonna command the ball a ton. Um high volume offenses. You know, with the Rams, the Rams, who knows? Um, but I think if, if you could say that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are fully healthy, yeah, they'll 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 connect, they'll find each other often, and they'll be they'll be fine. And then you start off your running back group with Kamara and obviously legal situation pending with Alvin Kamara, and then James Conner, who who knows what the Arizona Cardinals and what they are going to, to be. Uh, up until Kyler Murray comes back, and even when Kyler does come back, we don't even know if the if the if the Cardinals are even going to be that good. So that's a whole other situation in and of itself. Uh, but then Lamar Jackson as your quarterback is is really nice, is really really nice. So another another really really nice uh, zero RB team. And then outside of that, there were not any other uh, zero RB teams out there. But just going off of this draft and just some of the takeaways that I'm seeing. I'm actually kind of finding that, yeah, the, the middle round receivers, they're nice. But I also kind of feel like the mid-round running backs are also okay. Like, they're not that terrible. And you could get those elite options in full point PPR early on and then just take your dart throws at running back where really running back is just a, it's just a big crapshoot anyway. But you just can afford you. You're affording yourself the opportunity to do it later, and we all know that wide receiver you can very easily replace. And I, I don't want to say very easily, but it is a replaceable. It is a replaceable position. The one thing with this, with my team at least, that I am that would kill me is if Travis Kelsey were to go down. That would be a, a, a backbreaker. That that would be the 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 straw that broke the camel's back uh, for sure. But then outside outside of that, you know, we're not taking any high leverage picks and using them on running backs. I mean, the earliest pick that we use on a running back is in round six with with Miles Sanders, and 
I mean, I feel pretty good about it. And if Miles Sanders doesn't pan out, it's a sixth-round pick. And then we have other options, and hopefully one of them would, would stick um, eventually. So I'm loving this team. I'm very, very glad that we were able to uh, to do this. And next time we'll be doing a mock will be after the NFL draft, which we are just about two weeks away, as crazy as that sounds. And, and trust me, it, it is crazy. I, I still can't believe that we're two weeks away from, from the draft. I mean, that – that's mental to me. But with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Finish Show. If you love what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program and subscribe. Pretty, pretty, please. So I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the prospect reports that will be coming out on Thursday tomorrow. Jake will be with me for that. So we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.